Well, good morning, good hope. Good morning, good morning. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord one more time on 2023 Christmas Eve. And the Lord's been good to you. Make some noise in this place. Amen, 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 amen. And I thank those who are streaming with us. Welcome to this Christmas Eve service. And thank you that you've decided to join us as we celebrate the best gift ever given. Amen. And I also want to acknowledge my wife, Cynthia, who is here, my cheerleader, my boo, my baby, <laughs> and my son, Jonathan, who's home from college. So, man, I'm happy. The happiest man on earth. I have my family here to support me. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful Christmas Eve. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us uh, to see another Christmas. We're so grateful, for, Lord, for all that you have done in our lives and are doing and going to do. Thank you for all of your many blessings, your grace, mercy, and goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the best gift that have ever been given, and that is the death, burial, and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. And he's the King of kings and Lord of lords, and it's through him we have the gift of eternal life. Now, Lord, have me behind the cross and let your word go forth to find fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people that it may change their lives forever. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen again. There are some things in life uh, that many people will deem as being indescribable. Uh, there are vacations that people take, sights and sounds of this world that can leave some people breathless. Uh, and the idea of something that is indescribable means it is something that is incapable of adequately, adequately putting into words, uh, something that is unspeakable, something that uh, is beyond description, something that is so intense, uh, something that is so extreme that there are no English words to describe it. Some people may say that going to Dubai and looking at that skyscraper is something that is indescribable. Some people may, may view uh, Niagara Falls as something that is breathtaking, something that is indescribable. Grand Canyon, looking at God's magnificent handiwork, is something that can be described as defined as indescribable. Uh, going to Vegas and seeing all those sparkling, flashing lights, especially if you win. <laughs> Now, no, you, you haven't been. I know you, you haven't been there, okay? But but something that by some people be described as indescribable, and sometimes people will give us gifts. Uh, they they can be deemed as indescribable either for the good or bad. <laughs> so sometimes uh, people receive gifts that are they're indescribable, and sometimes we regift those gifts either because it's something we don't need, we already have it, or. Uh, Something we, don't, we prefer not to accept, okay? Something that doesn't fit our taste, our preference. But I want to share with you today, I think it's a very, very uh, important word and a word of encouragement. No matter how indescribable the things of this life is, it pales in comparison to the gift that God has given us. And the subject of today's sermon is this, reasons to be thankful for the gift too wonderful for words. Reasons to be thankful for the gift that is too wonderful for words. If you need an outline, raise your hand, and the ushers will get one to you. The text today is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, 
and it reads as follows. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gifts. So if you want to be thankful for the gift that God has provided, the first thing I want you to understand is this. You should be thankful for the gift that demonstrates indescribable love. You must be thankful for the gift that demonstrates indescribable love. Now Paul wrote this letter to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 12, 15, to the church of Corinth. He, had, he wrote this letter because he appreciated the church of Corinth accepting his admonishment for some of the sins that they were committing in the church. In, in, the, in, in Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians, that letter is written from Paul as a, as a letter of admonishment, a letter for confrontation, because they were allowing some things that were unacceptable to take place in the church. And so this letter, 2 Corinthians, was written to rejoice over their response for Paul's admon admonition, and he wants to encourage them to give to the church of Jerusalem in chapter 9. Then he ends, he talks about giving in chapter 9. Then we get to the last verse, verse 15. He presents not just an amen. He closes not just with an amen, but he closes with what we call a doxology. And that is an ascription of praise to God. He says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And it says, thanks be to God. He is the giver of the gift. Not Pastor Cofield, not Reverend Bell, not Dickie Tibbs, not Daryl Rose. He says, thanks be to who? To God. That, that word in the Greek is the name for God, Elohim, and it shows up over 2,500 times in the word of God. And it's the name for God that, that refers to God's might and God's power. In other words, this word Elohim means the one to be worshipped. The one who is the supreme authority, the, the one who is the ruler over heaven and earth, that God is the one to be the one who is a sufficient God. He's a good God. He's a long-suffering God. That means He puts up with us. Uh, he, that God is the one who to be worshipped, to, to give thanks to, because of the gift that He has given. It says, "Be." He said, "Give thanks. Be thankful to God." That word "thanks" means to to celebrate. That means to rejoice or be glad about something that you receive from someone else. Uh, it, it means to be grateful. Uh, it, it means to, to celebrate. And when I think about this word, thanks, I think about this song written by Cool in the Gang in 1980 uh, called Celebration. Y'all familiar with it, right? So, so some of the lyrics it says, celebrate good times, come on. Said, There's a party going on right here, a celebration to last throughout the years. See, we ought to be thankful, we ought to celebrate for the gift, not just on today, but every day of our lives should be a day of thanksgiving and celebration for the gift that God has given to us. I have a question for you. Aren't you glad today that God does not love like man loves? God's love is unconditional. But man's love typically is conditional love. In other words, man loves based on what he gets in return, what's, what's reciprocated. But God's love is not like man's love. And this, this thing about giving an example of how man loves, uh, how many of y'all went to the concert, Anita Baker? It's amazing that some people were very disappointed. 
It's amazing how the woman who sung the song Sweet Love can sing that song, Sweet Love, out of one side of her mouth, then out of the other side of her mouth, ask people to leave, to be escorted out of the venue during the concert. Sweet love, right? But you got to go. <laughs> then there's another a song that comes to mind by Jeffrey Osborne, uh, a, a part of his love ballet, ballad. And, and it, listen now, listen. I, I can't sing, I'm a, but I'm singing today. And if you know the song, sing along with me. I'm have never been so much in love before. Mm -hmm. What a difference a true love made in my life. That's for my baby. <laughs> what a difference. But I'm ima I imagine that Jeffrey wrote that during the dating stage. Uh, during the dating stage, because you know, you know, some of y'all who were married, during the dating stage, everything was just absolutely wonderful. All right? Indescribable love for each other. And then when you get, say, I do, things begin to change. Uh, and when people come into marriage counseling, I ask this question. Before we even get started, do you love your spouse? Do you love each other? And they say, yes. I love my wife. Yes, I love my husband. Okay, and I asked the spouse, did you hear what your husband said? What was his answer? He said, yes. Do you believe it? Yes, I believe it. I asked the husband the same question. So if you love each other and you believe the other person loves you, what's the problem? What's the problem? And the problem is a lot of times, yes, they say they love each other, but it's conditional. It's based on what they're getting or not getting from the other person. And I've had his brother say, I've had brothers say this, man, I love my wife, but pass my wife a trip, man. She a trip. <laughs> huh? Hey, now listen, some of y'all turn your heads, look at your spouse. Don't, don't do that now. <laughs> because they're saying the same thing about you. But all of us trip sometime before God. And God still loves us in spite of ourselves. And so glory be to God that, that, that God's love is not like man's love. God's love cannot be measured. God's love for us is immutable. Otherwise, it doesn't change. God's love for us is everlasting. God's love for us is eternal. God's love for us is beyond human comprehension. Our mind can't even wrap our brains around how much God loves us. God's love for us is indescribable. Romans chapter 8, verse 38, 39 says this. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's good news, y'all. No matter how, much, how many times we miss the mark, no matter how many times we've sinned, no matter how many times we've been disobedient to God, God is still gracious and God still loves us even though we are unworthy to be loved by him. And that's worth celebrating. So we need to, not only should we be thankful for the gift that demonstrates indescribable love, but we should also be thankful for the gift 
that requires an indescribable sacrifice. An indescribable sacrifice on the cross. Love is always demonstrated by sacrifice. Sacrifice through giving. Sacrifice means to give up something that is valuable to you to the, for the benefit of another. To make a sacrifice. A mother, for example, some of you all, mothers in here, may have given up your careers to homeschool your children. Some of you are, 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 have sacrificed some of your 401, a 401k plan or retirement to, to cover the, the funds, the college funds for your kids so, so your adult children can go to college. Some uh, parents, adults, uh, make sacrifices to care for their aging parents. Uh, some spouses make sacrifices for, for their partner because of an illness that they were experiencing. Some husbands may even, some of you might, sacrifice watching the Super Bowl game to spend quality time with your spouse. Uh-oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> I probably struck a nerve, a nerve there. So all of us are familiar with making sacrifices for those we love. But let me ask you this question. Do you love your spouse enough? Do you love your children enough to come down this aisle and to allow all of us in here to spit on you? Do you love your spouse and your children enough to allow us to beat you, to stone you, to whip you, and to nail you to that cross right there? Are you willing to stretch your hands out and let us put these nails in your hands and nails in your feet? Are you willing to make that sacrifice for the one you love? Some of you may say, well, that's a bit much, preacher. That's why God's love, the gift, is indescribable. Because it's, it surpasses all human comprehension. Let me make it plain to you. There was a pastor on one Sunday morning. He got up before his congregation after the praise singers were sung the song. He was getting ready to preach. But before he got started, he noticed someone in the back of the church. He said, I'm not, I was going to preach. I'm, I got my sermon here prepared, but I'm not going to preach. I have a guest. I want to ask him to come up and, and bring a word to us. So this old man stood up in the back of the church with an old, big old yellow page looking Bible, old raggedy Bible. And he had a cane. So, he had, so the ushers helped him down the aisle and, and helped him walk up the stairs. And the old man limped his way to the pulpit. And he preached a three to four minute sermon. Here's what he said. He said a father had taken his son and his son's friend on a boat outing. The father was a believer. The father's son was a believer. But the father's friend was not. So suddenly they were caught in a storm. And the boat capsized. And his son and his son's friend fell overboard. His father had one life raft in his hands. He had to decide, do I throw this to my son I thought I this to my son's friend. So he waved goodbye to his son as his son perished beneath the deep waters and threw that life raft to his son's friend. And then a man said this. He said, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, you shall be saved. And he sat down. So after the service was over, two young men walked up and said, oh, man, that story 
That's a good story, but it's too amazing. It just doesn't make sense that a father would let his son die for his friend who's an unbeliever. It doesn't even fit human logic. And the old man looked down at his Bible, and he looked up and he said, yes, you're right. It doesn't make sense. But the truth of the matter is, I am the father in that story, and my son's friend is your pastor. The point of the matter is, Jesus knew, saw us that we will be perishing beneath the deep waters of the world, the darkness of this world, consumed by sin, doomed to hell, and he knew, so he allowed his son to come to earth to die on our behalf was the greatest sacrifice in human history. The, the sacrifice that's indescribable by the blood of Christ so that you and I can live. First John 2, verse 2 says this. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. First John 14 says this. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Jesus' death on that old rugged cross was an indescribable sacrifice for the salvation of the world, including yours and mine. So how to give thanks for a gift that's too wonderful for words? First, you must be thankful for the gift that demonstrates indescribable love. Secondly, you should be thankful for the gift that requires an indescribable sacrifice. And lastly, you should be thankful for the gift that produces indescribable results. A gift that produces indescribable results. There are a lot of things that have been created in life that has had indescribable results such as automobiles that were created, that were produced, allow us to go from one place to the next, indescribable results. Everybody's driving now. Airplanes, cut down on travel time. Indescribable results as a result of that creation. Then telephones. You used to have to plug it into the wall, now you can walk around on your cell phone. Just technology has had indescribable results. The, the, the COVID vaccine have saved millions upon millions of lives, have had indescribable results. Chemotherapy and, and, and medical science and, and technology has, has it so advanced now that they have allowed to treat people with cancer and allow people to, to overcome their illness, to overcome cancer. People are living cancer-free because of the advancement in medicine. While all these have wonderful results, none of them can... Pro could extend your life beyond death. Only one, and that is the, the death of Christ on the cross. His death on, on the cross produced indescribable results. For example, G Jesus, you put water in Jesus' hand, and Jesus turned water into wine. Indescribable results. Jesus fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. Indescribable results. Jesus healed, healed, healed 10 men from leprosy. Jesus took spit and spit on some dirt and made mud and put it on a blind man's eyes so he can able, enable him to see. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Jesus hung on the cross, died, but in three days rose again. 
with all power in his hands. Indescribable results. Because of what he did on the cross, you and I have the gift of everlasting life. Because of what he did on the cross, we are more than conquerors because of what Christ did on the cross for you and I. That's enough, y'all, to be thankful for. Ephesians chapter 1, or chapter 2 and 8 and 9 says this. For by grace you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast. Watch this, y'all. The faith we have is a gift of God. You and I cannot have faith in God apart from God, giving us, giving us the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to hear and see and understand the gospel. So our salvation itself is available through Christ, yes, but our ability by faith to embrace Christ, that too is a gift from God. Romans 8, 29 and 30 says, For those he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he may be the firstborn of many brethren. And it says, and these whom he predestined, he also called, and these whom he called, he also justified, and these whom he justified, he also glorified. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. For the gift that's too big for words. The indescribable gift. You should be thankful today, y'all. This Christmas Eve, 2023, be thankful. How come? For the gift that demonstrates God's unconditional love, for the gift that requires an indescribable sacrifice on the cross, and the gift that produces indescribable results. I heard Pastor Anderson once, not that long ago, talking, or preaching actually, he shared a story of a, of a pastor he knows who was discussing with him about a member of his church. And he said, he said, uh, this woman, a member of our church, 30, 40 years, and her prayer every Sunday for 30, 40 years was, oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. And, and she used to say that every single Sunday, so much so that the, the kids, young adults would go home, and kids would go home and mock her, imitate her. That woman would say the same thing every Sunday. So someone asked her, what's your reason for saying, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, every Sunday? So she gave a story. She said, I'm a single mother. It's just me and my daughter, my daughter and I. And, he, and she said, I live in a, a bad neighborhood where there's always a lot of shooting going on, drive-by shootings, and some nights when the, the, the bullets are ringing, so I would grab my daughter, and we would lay on the floor, and I would say, oh, Lord. And then when I wake up in the morning, we open our eyes, I would say, thank you, Jesus. And she said, I would walk my daughter to the bus stop in the mornings. With all these school students not knowing what's going to happen, I would walk my daughter to the bus stop in the morning, and when she got on the school bus, I would say, oh, Lord. And, but, when she, but at 3.30, I walk to the corner, the bus stop sh stops, she gets off the bus, I say, thank you, Jesus. What about you? You have any, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus moments? You, you could have been under a bridge, but oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. You could be homeless, but oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. 
You're not missing any meals. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you can raise your hands. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you are clothing your right mind, it's oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Do you have shoes to wear? Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You have clothes to wear. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're still clothing your right mind. God brought you over the highways, over 288, from north, south. Thank you, Jesus. There were no drive-bys. There were no accidents. But he brought you here safely to worship today. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you brought me a mighty, mighty long way. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I could have been dead and gone. But Lord, it's by your grace and mercy that I stand here today to raise my hands and shout hallelujah. 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 To the lamb that was slain. For the blood of Christ saved me. The blood of Christ has kept me. The blood of Christ has opened doors so I have a room for me in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift that has indescribable love, the gift that required indescribable sacrifice, and the gift that produces indescribable results. Amen. Lord, we're so grateful, Lord, for all that you are. Thank you, Lord, for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for picking us up when we've fallen. Thank you, Lord, for carrying us when we can't walk. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us when we can't keep ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for putting up with us even when we miss the mark. We're so grateful for your mercy, your loving kindness. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your provisions. And thank you for the greatest gift ever given to man, the gift of everlasting life for those who believe in your darling son, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We praise and worship your holy and magnificent name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.